Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Friday, October 23rd. We are here with EMAC um, Podcast and Coffee. <laughs> I think that's what we call our show, right? We are in a shared universe studio. Our partner, we've got Ming Chen on the boards with us. Today, I am lucky enough to have a special co-host, Tom Duffy from Jersey Shore Financial Advisors. Why I are you? I don't, I don't know what's so special about me. Am I special? No, it's just special. It's not Tim. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, oh I get it. Oh. Uh, big shout out to Tim there. <laughs> Tim will love that one if he's listening. <laughs> love you, Tim. Um, and we have our guest, John Murdoch from Zager Fuchs, um, PC, an attorney and law firm here in Red Bank. Um, so, Tom, thanks for joining. Thanks for filling in this morning. My pleasure. Yeah, and, and Tom, you got to like, fill in around a refrigerator delivery because you you know you decided you would go through a pandemic go through quarantine and and move and store your stuff all right in the middle all yep. of it and I, you know i just personally want to say thank you because ray and i it's not going to snow this winter i can assure everyone I can there will, I, 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 I can assure everyone there will be no snow because ray and i are purchasing tom's old snow thrower right so <laughs> because we actually have one it will not snow um, so uh, let's do <laughs> so well, that's, that's what, that's what my, my dad said when I bought the first snow thrower when I bought my dad's house I looked at the driveway and I said oh my god I'm gonna have to shovel this thing again right because I had moved out right, right exactly yeah and so I went out in August and I bought a snow thrower my father says oh it'll never snow again I said great that means I'm never gonna show, have to shovel this you know what ever again and he just kind of looked at me like what do you mean I said, what? And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. So we figure, you know, we've been threatening to buy it. We figured it's a duel because Ray's mom lives up the street. So mm -hmm. we can always go do hers too. Oh, you and know? the neighbors on the way And up. the neighbors on oh, the way, you know, clear yeah. path. So yeah, we're prepared for massive snow in this record warm winter we're technically supposed to be having. So let's give a shout out to Elaine Shembray for joining us. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, Lainey. Um, and <laughs> Deb, oh my gosh, Deb McNamee from Minnesota, our um, chamber master guru. Wow. Um, she got almost a foot of snow last night. Wow. Sorry, Deb. You want Tom's snow thrower? No, I'm just kidding. You can't have it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Tom's Tom's truck and two, two burly boys uh, will not be driving to Minnesota tomorrow to bring you a snow thrower. Um, so anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, so let's talk about, let's see, last time we were here, we, oh, last time we were here, we were very tired from our Pride event, so we don't need to talk about that, but that still was really fun. So then the following week, we had a breakfast. We did. We did. We had our Don't Go It Alone breakfast. Correct. Um, because we want everybody out there to know that you do not have to be alone in this crazy time. Um, the chamber's here to help you. There's a lot of people here in the chamber here to help you and support you. Um, and we talked about a lot of what it, um, you know, what it does, what a chamber does for you in times of good and bad. Right. You right. Know, the, and the value of the chamber, really. Right. Yeah, that's, that's it. See, that's so I knew that's why you were here today. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about that. And what was interesting about it is we planned for a hybrid breakfast. We planned mm -hmm. networking outside um, and then eating and doing our presentation inside because we had a slideshow and it's kind of hard to see outside. Well, thank goodness we planned hybrid because it was cold yes. last Wednesday morning. So most people, we we did it and it felt really comfortable. Shout out to the Sheraton for really spreading the tables apart, spreading out the number of seats at the tables. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were lucky enough to be in the atrium, which has huge vaulted ceilings. Um, so really, I think I was explaining to my sister today, I think the room holds 300 and there was 25 of us in the Room. So right, we right. really we were, we were pretty we were well good, yeah. Well um, so it was really awesome. Um, we had a lot of fun, and then we have coming up next week. Next week, well, this coming Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. is our business after hours at Red Rock on the rooftop. So we are staying outside. So be Dress dressed warm. dressed warmly, um, and they're going to provide some snacks and some happy hour pricing. And Tom. I'm buying drinks. You're buying the first round of drinks. Thank mm -hmm. you. So our first drink sponsor is Tom Duffy. Um, our business after hours sponsors are Tim from International Mortgage Network, um, Elaine Chambray and Marie Noglos from Woodward Realty Rumson. Um, our sponsor for this past breakfast was Hoagland Longo. Right. Then we have a breakfast coming up November 11th, hmm. our wow. next breakfast. And our sponsors are um, Friedman LLC. Right. And Joe Vecchio, which 
Joe, I'm so embarrassed because I can't remember the name of your company, but you are Shore, Shore Financial. I think it's Shore Financial. Shore Financial, which is very similar to Tom's How about that? name, Tom's company name. So right. they're also going to be our speakers. And we would, it's again, a don't go it alone because they're going to help you talk about planning for the future and the uncertainty of everything that's going on. Um, we also have not just a chamber event coming up, but like, let's say maybe a national event coming up that's really super important. <sighs> hmm. I have something in my car related to that. That means you haven't put it in the box yet? The box is right there. Okay. That's, I'll that's put it in the box. Uh, my box was in Rumson, so the boxes are easy to find. Oh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, wait, our ballots to vote. <laughs> oh, no, what were you talking well, about? <laughs> So uh, we want to encourage everyone to please vote. Um, get your ballots in the mailbox. If you do not, I have to tell you. So let me just tell a story. Full disclosure. My 24-year-old fiend about making sure we all voted. So the ballots come in the mail. She's like, I'll take them. Well, Ray didn't even wait for her to take them. Ray took his. I think she took hers. I put mine in my purse and carried it back and forth to work till I had time to fill it out. In the meantime, my entire hydro flask spilled out in my purse all over my ballot. Okay. So I pick up the phone. I call Christine Hanlon's office. You're not the only one. Most people are spilling coffee. You're just spilling water. No big deal. We'll get you your ballot. Got my ballot within like three days. My second ballot. Filled it out. Dropped it off. Did not carry it in my purse. Just took care of it right away. Um, And it's a relief knowing it's done. Because then if you wait till the last minute, you're worried, oh, my God, did I get it in in time? Is it going to count? Whatever. Every vote counts. Every vote is important. Um, all the way from local, from school boards, all the way up. Every There's huge decisions that need to be made. And so uh, we encourage you to take advantage of your right as to vote. As soon as we're done. As soon as we're done. That's I'm right. going to follow Tom. <laughs> did you mail yours? Not yet. Oh, my, what are we waiting for, boys? A little more excitement well, to I have, build. I have to be honest. My, mine actually got lost in the mail, so I had to request a new one. Because of your move, right? No. just It just, just didn't. Yeah, my me. wife showed up. Mine and you didn't. Yeah, it, it happened. They were trying to tell you something. No, I don't, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> no, it, no, it, it just, it does happen. There's a lot of mail going through. and uh, um, But we... We really we are encouraging that. So that was our, that's our big piece of news today. Did you guys watch the debate last night? Um, yes. Okay. A portion. A portion. I think whatever you're feeling watching it and observing and listening to the points that are made are helpful. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes it's really nice to hear people in your family use swear words that they don't normally use. That was a fun event at our house last night. Um, yeah, that, so, that never happens in my house. <laughs> so David Hicks is David Hicks is also joining us this morning. So good morning, David Hicks. A um, couple other things that are going on in the chamber. It's almost time for renewal. It is. It's coming. It's, oh my goodness! It is that. right. It's almost time for renewal for dues. Um, for a couple of years now, we've had all of our dues for members um, be. Do, in January, right? Right. Like they they January are payable January 1st, January 1st right? January right. And it's a year. What we've done, we've done some exciting things with our membership this mm-hmm. year. We've gone to um, quarterly mm-hmm. rolling. So if you join in the fourth quarter, you get billed next year at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Right. So what's really nice is that not everybody's going to be doing it at the beginning of the year. But if you're due at the beginning of the year or at any time, and it's such a pain to think about writing that check... EMAC has made it possible for you now to do automatic debit. Right. And you can do automatic debit two ways. You really? Can, you can. So, Tom, you, who always like to pay me upfront in a year in advance, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, sometime more. Sometimes you've yeah. been known to pay a few more than those. Right, right. But anyway, you He's could. for a decade. <laughs> you, could, um, you could let me know now, and I can put you on automatic debit, and it'll just hit January 1. It'll come right out your, your, full, your full dues. Okay. Or you could tell me you wanted to do it quarterly and switch to quarterly. Hmm. In the beginning of each quarter, your dues would break down into four and automatically debit on your credit card as well. So Hmm. it's really awesome because then you don't have to think about writing the check. We don't have to worry about the mail and things getting lost in the mail. Um, We, you know, it's an automatic no brainer. It's just done. 
Right. And, um, and so much, so almost everything we do these days is automatic debit, yeah. automatic renewal, right? It just hits your credit card every month. So, so that makes perfect sense. So, so yeah, so, so it's good. still a year commitment, whether you break it down into quarter or you do a yearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would love to have as many people on that. First of all, for the environment, because we not only email, but we mail paper to make sure everybody's getting them. Yeah, we um, stop doing that. That, would, yeah, that we, would be good. We need to stop doing that, but we don't always have full information. Mm-hmm. Um, we encourage anybody we got a new member um this past week guten plans mm-hmm. family bakery in middletown um i don't know if i said it right but guten mm-hmm. plans i did okay um so they joined us this week which was awesome so welcome awesome. to them um i we've had many people join us during the pandemic and we want to welcome all of them i don't have a whole list but we're going to talk about a few of them when we talk to john about one of the reasons he's here today um so anything else you can think of i need to t- tell everybody I don't think so. Let's get to John. Let's get to John. John? John Murdoch, welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me here. It's an honor. I'm going to be, you know what? I am like lost soul on this. You guys have both the most awesome voices. And here's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the radio voice. It's the radio. Now, John talks like that all the time. You don't, but John does. (laughs) My friend Lavelle would be very proud. Yeah. Okay. So, welcome. Well, thank you again for having me here. It really is an honor. Oh, thank you. (laughs) We've honored him. <laughs> he, well, he's honoring us. Yeah, really. really. I mean, we all know that. So yeah. we would like to think it's us. Yeah. yeah, it's him. So, John, tell us a little bit about um, you, what you do for a living, and why you're a member of the chamber. All right. I'll try to keep the parts about me fairly brief uh, to make keep it more interesting. We'll, um, bleep, those, we'll bleep those parts. Oh, out. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut those out. Yeah. Um, but I'm a, uh, a corporate and healthcare attorney. Um, I've been practicing for over 20 years. I was with uh, Wolens Coleman and Spitzer for about 18 years, and I've been with the law firm Zaker Fuchs in Red Bank uh, for the past uh, just about two and a half years now. And uh, really, my focus is on small businesses and small healthcare practices. And I do a lot of work with um, complementary and alternative medicine as well as traditional medicine. And um, so that's part of the Zaker Fuchs law firm. Uh, there's eight attorneys. It's uh, a well-established, um, very local uh, law firm. I mean, the attorneys do work all over the state, but there's also a very strong local presence. And uh, that really fit in well with my practice with a lot of uh, smaller uh, businesses within, you know, um, you know, Monmouth, Middlesex, Ocean County uh, areas, of course, uh, across the state, but more of a concentration in that area. Great. So what got you interested in the chamber? Other than Al telling you, you're now yeah, taking Al over. Said. <laughs> Al said. That's great. Yeah, we do everything that uh, Al directs us to do. Uh, you know, it always um, always deemed it important. Um, it's always a challenge, and I'm sure everybody struggles with this, is finding the time to make um, the – I would say it's more than a commitment. It's um, finding the time to actually participate and participate in ways that um, make sense for you and your type of business. So, for example, I like going to the breakfast more than some of the after-hour events because sometimes there's issues, there's emergencies, I'm working late and I can't get to them. Although I love them, the ones I have been to, but the breakfast kind of work into my schedule, so they're wonderful. Um, but I have, I think it's critical for people to understand that it's those connections you make. And it's not connections that, oh, we're friendly. First time we met, uh, Tom, you know, uh, just got along. It was just kind of like, you know, you, you automatically kind of click. We could joke around and it's always been a lot of fun. Um, but it, so that's important. It's important for people to know who you are. But then it's also important to develop the depth of the relationships that you can't necessarily accomplish, from my perspective, um, through just uh, social um, media. I mean, those things are important, but I find for my practice, I'm much more interested in working with um, someone that I've met, that I understand, and that I want to work with, versus someone that has just contacted me on social media, and now so, I hey, have to explain. Hey, let's, let's, let's link in. Because because we're in the same county, yeah. Like exactly. that that doesn't that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, and that's what I and and I understand that some businesses may work better with that, and they're looking for a, a volume of contacts. 
but for my practice, um, it really um, it's not that beneficial. And all the time, uh, we're all we all struggle with uh, the demands on time. So I again circling back with the chamber is that you can really develop those relationships. You kind of you you really get to know people, and you can deepen the relationships, and they get to know who you are. Um, just by conversations, uh, we all do. We all convey who we really are as a person. Um, you can't really hide that. Uh, it, it comes across. So you may not even get into um, talk, discussions about philosophy and you know what's important in life, but those things are revealed. And you can find, uh, yeah, this is a person I would enjoy doing business with. And I think that's very, very important. And I think it makes what we do much more meaningful um, to have those deep connection because uh, it's all we're, we're social animals and yeah. um, some people may really enjoy just you know watching the dollars in the bank account grow and that's fantastic but I think for myself there's a much deeper meaning in feeling like you've connected feeling like you've helped someone that you've grown um, and I'll tell you just I've had um, I do a lot of pharmacy uh, transactions um, as part of my practice and I've been there at when uh, a pharmacist sold their pharmacy and they had their children there and they started crying. And the first time it happened, I was I didn't I wasn't sure how to react initially. And then I'd seen it several times that they started crying and hugging their children saying, I'm sorry that I worked all those hours, all those years, but I was able to put you through school, I was able to pay for your weddings, you know, things like that. And to, to be part of someone's life like that, again, is much, for me, is much more meaningful than, you know, again, just seeing the dollars in the bank account. Go, right. That's important. Because you got to pay those dollars out right. to everybody else, right. yes. So it sounds like what you're describing, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like being, it's important to be part of the community. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I've, I've always said, and, and I actually had it on the, the, when I was the chair, that you know, you're not you're not really in business until you're part of the business community, and that, and that sounds like exactly what you're describing is that it's important to be a member of the community of the business community and be involved and develop those relationships. Absolutely. One of the things you guys keep talking about community, and we talked about a lot about this at the breakfast, is community is not just where you live. Community is a gathering group of people, you know, so it's like the chamber is a community. Mm -hmm. The chamber is part of a bigger community, which is the business community. But we we have a great group of people who truly care about your success, care about your business and care about you. Um, and then that's so returned. I think, you know, very rarely do you. You know, the, one of the hardest things for me is I'm a hugger, which is not necessarily professional, but it's just who I am. And that's been really hard because I'll talk to someone or exchange emails on the, you know, and then they show up for an event and I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. today, yeah. But before I would just greet everybody like I had known them forever. And it really is those personal and when you were talking, I was thinking about the personal relationships. Like we're better than Angie's list because we really do know you, you know. <laughs> so, so, um, and we want to get to know our members. The more we know our members, and the more our members know each other, the more beneficial it is for everybody. For everybody. Sure, and, and so much it's it's so much easier to, from a business standpoint, to confidently refer someone. Mm -hmm. So, so you know. It's really important that when when I refer my clients, <clears throat> I, I have a list, right? And and so you know I can tell them. I said, well, this attorney did my dad's work. Mm. This guy is doing my work, and and we have a personal relationship. So it's it's important that I can tell clients that you know I'm not just handing you a list of people that I, I found. I actually know these people, right? And so that that's that's really important. And if they trust you, they're going to trust who you're going to recommend. I hope so. And you're not going to mm -hmm. recommend somebody that you don't trust. Correct. So there's that whole. It's all intertwined. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, at our breakfast, Ray was speaking about how, you know, the relationships that he's built over the time, which I know are similar to yours, may not turn into being clients, but. They'll call and say, hey, I was just talking to somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> you know, it could be three or four right. people removed. But the more you're out there and the more, more people know you, the the better. And Well, we, we all know if you if you ask somebody, hey, you ever do any business with so-and-so? 
you, you'll know immediately. Yeah, just but, watch their right. face. Just watch yeah. their face. You'll know immediately. Exactly with, right. with a mask on, you can still see it in their eyes. You can see it in their eyes. Yes, you can. You can. So what's the favorite thing that, or, well, I'll ask you two questions. The first one is, what's your favorite thing about the work that you do? Other than the personal part you just talked about, but what's your favorite thing you like to do with your... Um, the education and I guess providing guidance in a way that I think is uh, unique to my practice. <clears throat> and it's, it's, I think as I go on, um, when I started out, the law was very technical. Um, you know, there was rules, there was statutes, there was regulations, there was, you know, case law. But as I went on, I realized it's more of an art than it is a scientific practice. That part is important, um, but you need to understand the law and then you learn how to apply it. And you get better and better all the time. I'm sure, Tom, you have the same, mm-hmm. sure, same issue. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I often say that I may have two different clients, same exact circumstances other than the, the uh, parties involved, and I may be giving different advice to sure. the mm-hmm. different parties because mm-hmm. one may have one client may say, I don't care. I'm going to push this as far as I can. I don't, you know, doesn't bother me. The other client uh, wants zero risk. So I'm going to approach it a little bit differently depending upon the client. And that, getting back to what you're saying, is I enjoy being able to um, not only educate, but help clients along um, with what I've learned over the years and to provide as much, um, I guess, protection that I can uh-huh. um, and you can't uh, guarantee any type of uh, results but that's and that's very fulfilling um, and uh, again yeah trying to protect trying to do the best that I possibly can you know under the circumstances great what are some of the common um, business issues you're hearing now in your small businesses um, that you're you're finding because you're out there in touch with a lot of different people and most often they're probably I'm guessing they're not at the best times of their careers and lives when you're dealing with them today today, today yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know it's it's yeah, it's interesting uh heard it many times you know people say oh uh john you know great to hear your voice you know uh i, I try not to call you unless there's an issue and i tell them, no just check in with me every yeah. once yeah. in a while I, I promise i won't bill you just, right, exactly. <laughs> if you yeah, just right? call to say hello just, call, just just let me know you're still around and exactly. uh, okay um and but yeah, uh, small businesses are struggling. Um, some, believe it or not, have recovered pretty well. Some have actually done fairly well mm-hmm. through the pandemic. I'll give you some examples. Some uh, restaurants or uh, that had drive-through service. Apparently, they're doing really, really well. They've mm-hmm. done well. Mm-hmm. Other businesses that were not set up like that are not. Uh, some of them had a good uh, online presence. Some of them have done better than they did uh, last year. Some have not. Um, so there's a mix. And it's I <clears throat> I think some of the results from what I'm seeing, uh, you're going to have a – they're really, really struggling. I'm not sure if they can really uh, recover. Uh, very, very difficult. And I have a bunch of businesses that are related to providing services for, uh, for children and teenagers. And they've been crushed, and quite a few of them have used uh, life savings to kind of keep mm-hmm. everything uh, going. But it's just very, very difficult because you have certain timing issues with those businesses. So if you can't launch, um, I'll just say, like an education business with each uh, school semester, you're stuck, you know. Um, and uh, it's really, really difficult to. To pay those bills and a lot of people you know there was a lot of good times before uh in the economy for a lot of these businesses and they were planning expansion they were doing a lot of uh things you know promoting their growth and then all of a sudden now they were a little more overexposed uh, right. than they would have of course if, if anybody knew what was going to happen nobody did right right yeah we we find that with the chamber too we were planning for this we mm-hmm. had our greatest spin occur at the end of january we were like on a roll and things were growing and then boom and we've, you know, I think a lot of businesses found it, found you had to think on a dime, turn on a dime, create. Um, what are some of the most common issues besides just the 
is can you answer that question? I'm like trying to be very cautious <laughs> with the law thing because like I know you can't really say anything, but like you so can say lots. Okay, so obviously you know obviously having to shut down in those industries that you mm -hmm. mentioned. Um, but what are some other common issues or concerns that you're hearing in the businesses? Um, you know, say they they've come through this. Are you hearing anything about what a common trend going forward or? So, well, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, yeah. I'll try to help. Yeah. So, Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I need that because uh, the way I think, you know, in 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 my profession, we, you know, we see people that are all of a sudden out of a job, and mm -hmm. so they're contemplating: should I just pack it in and retire? Yeah. And so, you know, depending on their age, that's that's a big consideration. Mm -hmm. So, I would imagine that there's there's quite a more than a few businesses yeah. that that's what they're thinking. They're like, do I really? Is it? Should I throw in the towel? Mm -hmm. And and what are the issues that they have to think about? That's a that's a great. Point. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, you said that's why so incredible Tom was here. Um, you know, and it's funny, I, and I've had this conversation over the past like four or five years, and it's becoming more often with clients that are that in that type of uh, position. They're considering what to do. Um, and these are not my thoughts, uh, Nicholas. Uh, Taleb, who, mm -hmm. who, uh, yeah, so written Black Swan, Black Swan Anti Fragile, um, and it's a book, Anti Fragile, which I think is a must read for everybody. Uh, it's a it's a book about philosophy, really. But um, he talks about, and I and I kind of incorporate these thoughts um, when I discuss uh, issues with clients, and going right right to what Tom was saying, they're considering what to do, um, and. I'm not, as an attorney, allowed to give business advice. You know, I always say, call somebody like Tom. You know, <laughs> I, you know I'm not, as an attorney, I'm not allowed to. I'm not supposed to. Uh, I'm supposed to give legal advice. Uh, I'm not a tax attorney, so I can't give tax advice. So, you know, I'll give uh, general business advice, but my, my philosophical musings, I'll say, you know, creep in. It's just, you know, part of who I am. And the one big issue that I, uh, that I see that a lot of individuals and businesses make a mistake on is that they make themselves fragile. And you can make yourself fragile in a lot of ways. Um, and there's some fragility that you cannot overcome. So for example, um, breaking the law. Uh, you know, it's interesting because people will say, oh, you know, get a good attorney, you could do this and this. I'll tell you, there's probably some exceptions, but as attorneys, they suspect something foul they're out of there. They don't want any part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, they they don't want to help. They don't want to you know. They don't want to touch it. So I, I never. There's been a client, not a client. Uh, individuals approach me over the years and like you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not that good. You need to go to a different <laughs> attorney. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not that smart. You know. I just I don't want to know anymore. Please go. Right. right. Um, but uh, make you know doing things that are illegal make you very uh, fragile. Um, and people get desperate. People in times of, um, you know, like, like we've had, consider doing things that are uh, unethical, that are, you know, just clearly violate the law. Uh, terrible, terrible place to be. Most people don't have uh, the ability to really fully comprehend how bad uh, of a situation they're putting themselves in. It's something you may never recover from. Right. And, and, and what, what comes to mind is if, it, if it's that bad that you're contemplating doing something uh, not just unethical, mm -hmm. but perhaps on, on, on illegal, yeah. do, do you really, do you think there's going to be a good outcome? How, you know, how can we contort ourselves yeah. into thinking that there's going to be a good outcome if I just, if I, if I go off the road for yeah. a little bit, I can come right back on? Exactly. Um, and then going along that spectrum, so maybe you put that on one side of, the, if you drew a line, you know, maybe put that on one side, absolutely clearly uh, to any reasonable person would say that's insane, you know, to break the law. Um, then lying, covering up, trying to make things better because you have uh, goals that you want for yourself and your business and you can't comprehend that things aren't going that way. So you lie, you, you, you try to change the narrative to fit what you hope for, and that typically does not end well. Mm -hmm. um, then I guess if you go further along the spectrum, now you get out of you know lying, and I'm not saying there's a difference. Uh, a dear friend of mine explained it to me years ago. Uh, 
there's a difference between being, um, I guess, stupid and naive. Uh, so, yeah, you don't have to show all your cards, Correct. but there's a difference between, you know, um, you know, holding everything uh, close uh, to you and not disclosing uh, certain things. And it's another thing to be, you know, to be uh, deceitful. Mm-hmm. So that there's, there is a difference. And I guess the next part, and coming back to what Tom had brought up before, is making yourself fragile <clears throat> in what do you do? And, uh, you know, you've, uh, you've gone through this uh, pretty rough economic uh, time. You may have lost your job. You may be considering what do I do for the rest of my uh, my my working days? And I saw this back, um, what was it back in uh, 2008, 2009? We had quite a few <clears throat> individuals who came and said, "Oh, I lost my job. I'm going to purchase, you know, uh, mm-hmm. buy into a franchise." Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they were borrowing against their 401ks. And again, as an attorney. You say, all right, is this the best idea? But you have to make the business decision. Um, now, I kind of bring it up before they even start talking about it to say, all right, is this the best decision? I can't make that decision for you, but what are you risking? And things may look different. I was talking about two different clients earlier. You have, let's say, a 28, 29-year-old who says, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm fine if everything crashes and burns economically. I can still, you know, live with a relative. I can I can start a new career. All right, that's one thing. Let's say you're 55, which is an arbitrary uh, number, and you lose your job, and you decide to put everything into, let's say, a franchise. You purchase a new business that you've never worked in, and you, you basically risk all your life savings on it. Is that the best decision? Again, I can't make that decision for them. But it makes you very fragile. And the hard part, um, and again, this is not my thought. Again, I point everybody to uh, to the book Anti-Fragile. But, you know, we hear the stories of the successes. We hear, oh, this person mm-hmm. risked everything and look what they did. Now they're a multimillionaire. Overnight. Overnight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, and that may happen. But you don't, it's called, uh, from what I recollect, uh, invisible evidence. You don't hear about all the disasters. You don't hear about the people who lost their homes. Right. We're, and we ignore the 20 years to get to the point where it's an over, you're an overnight mm-hmm. success. All, all the hardships. I, I, I can certainly sympathize. A lot of my clients, I, I tell them very similar in that I can't make the decisions yeah. for them. My job is to give my clients enough good information or enough information for them to make a good decision. Yeah. And I tell them, and I'm, I may go a little bit, I tell them, look, if you're heading off a cliff, I'm going to jump up and down and wave. That's right. If you want to drive off off that cliff, go right ahead. Yeah. But I'm you're not going to you're not going to go off that cliff without knowing you're going off a cliff. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Sure. And then you decide whether or not that's whether you want to pump the brakes or not. Yeah. And, and that sometimes that's you know that that's too many people don't have that. They pull that trigger. They they make that investment without seeking counsel in different places. Yeah. Right. So you can advise on the business case. I've always told people, well, can you can you survive for five years with not taking any money out of the business? Oh yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, good. Let's do your cash flow because I'm a mm-hmm. cash flow planner. That's what I do. Let's 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 just humor me. Yeah. Let's spend an hour. Let's do your home cash flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, where does the property tax come from? Um, what, how old is the roof? When was the air conditioning done? Mm-hmm. How often do you replace automobiles? Blah, blah, let's okay, let's do all that stuff. Okay, where does that money come from? And if you if you can if the money's coming from somewhere, great. Let's go do yeah. that Italian ice franchise yes. or that bus company or whatever it is. Let's go do it. But if you can't cover the home fires, you're in big trouble. Yeah, and that's a great point because what I see uh, with most people um, very emotional. Now it's different. I've had some clients that have a bunch of different businesses and very very methodical, very calculating in a good way. Um, and they say, you know, they'll come to you and say, all right, yeah, if this thing uh, crashes and burns, we're okay because of X, Y, and Z. All right, mm-hmm. fantastic. You talk with your accountant. Yes. All right, good. <laughs> um, but I've had other in, uh, individuals and it becomes a very uh, often emotional uh, mm-hmm. decision. And I've had a person who bought a, um, a delicatessen years ago and said, we're going to close because that was my relative's uh, birthday. 
who passed away and they're very dear to me and that's this is going to be great and a year later it was a disaster so um it's yeah it they they believe what they want to believe and they listen selectively mm. you know family mm -hmm. members okay go for it and again we go back to right. you know go for it no this you know the the only way you make a lot of money in this world is by doing you know uh, you know going for the gold uh uh but somebody's got to dig <laughs> yeah, that's true and yeah are they really prepared and um it's it's not so easy and again that invisible evidence there's been a lot of uh people who don't make it but what what tom was just talking about is is critical because if it's well thought out and they have the basis to make it all right that's that's a different story that's fantastic and maybe you're not in that position well maybe there's a better way to approach it maybe you get a job and try it out and try it out you learn the business um maybe you become you look for a business where maybe you can buy in as a part owner versus taking all the risk at one time it's uh it's very very difficult and you know going along the theme about being fragile uh and this conversation comes up quite a bit is people look they'll uh, this great opportunity will come up maybe to become maybe a part owner in a business and then say again what are the facts is your partner equal to you as far as power uh financial resources or are you partnering work up? ethic yeah work oh, oh work ethic yeah I, i'll come back to that uh or is it your part you're potentially partnering up with um a huge entity that if things go wrong you'll get crushed so you may be right we may come up with the best contracts in the world financially they can destroy you most likely it's very if things are if really bad things happen and you can demonstrate them that's one thing but usually there's a lot of difference of opinion and again if you're up against a very big powerful company how, how long can someone fund that fight so that's mm -hmm. always a, a you know who you're partnering up with to be going back as far as I guess what was it a work ethic mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, you know anytime you get into a business with other individuals it's huge I can't tell you how many times it's it there's certain types of businesses where you see it and it makes sense there's other businesses that you know you you ask the questions and you and you see as you're dealing with the individuals oh boy this is this is <laughs> this is a disaster that hasn't happened yet <laughs> and it's yeah and it's because you see the differences in perspective right because you because you can be removed exactly and so a great example another del delicatessen from years ago um two family members and you know as a young attorney you don't say too much you're beginning like oh okay great you're gonna you're gonna buy this together with your brother-in-law fantastic i'll help you with it as you get older you start saying do you love your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law <laughs> do you want it do you normally expect to spend holiday dinners together okay if you do i'm just telling you that that may be gone <laughs> right. you may not want to be in business sure. with somebody you want to spend holidays right. with <laughs> right so th yeah think about thanksgiving dinner if you do if this if this is what you're going to do yeah. Just think about what will Thanksgiving dinner be like mm -hmm. with all of you sitting around that table. Mm -hmm. Just, th just think that through. Because there's all, it's rare, and I'll, I'll bring up the one example where it was an exception. But it's rare that you go into business where you're sh you have shared roles where both or multiple parties are and have the same expectation, same work ethic, and mm -hmm. so that delicatessen matter. Older gentleman with a younger brother-in-law, and the younger brother-in-law had kids in high school and he was going to go to their games the older brother didn't have kids uh in school he was there working he was pretty resentful mm -hmm. when you know the other one would leave and the other one believed that oh no but i made it up for this and this but it's it's very difficult mm -hmm. you see it's it's different like a law practice maybe you know uh, accountants uh insurance agents uh physician practices a little bit different when people have similar roles and the compensation may be based on productivity or other yeah and well they're essentially they're in their own business they're they're, they're siloed yeah. more siloed yeah. i would think you know you're responsible for your own you know profit book, and loss your, right. necessary your book yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so and other and some other business uh, there was uh two gentlemen they both passed away and they had uh I, I had the honor to work with them years ago they had a bunch of businesses and i sat down with them and i go what makes it work for you guys you guys seem to really like each other Oh, you have a bunch of businesses been very successful and said so we respect each other and we have both we have separate roles 
and we both do good jobs. And it, it was the one time that I'd seen it really work. A lot of other times, sure. there's a lot of difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, very, so when I put together, you know, uh, you know, the governing documents for a small corporation or a limited liability company, one of the things I talk about is just this: is all right. What are the expectations, and at what point is someone to be basically removed as an owner of the uh, the entity? So. Um, again, you know, for accountants or attorneys, that may be a little different. Again, if uh, um, there's a different compensation, uh, I guess, methodology. But if you have a certain business and one person is going to be HR, one person is going to be sales, one person is going to develop the uh, the software, let's say you're a software developer, what are the expectations? All right, the software developer hasn't produced anything in a month. Can we kick him out? Well, what does the agreement say? <laughs> so, you know, sales. Right. Oh, oh, by the way, and that developer was, he was that, he had 20%, he had done 80% of the work yeah. and you're going to kick him out. Well, and that's one thing, it's weird, you don't want to think about, but I know that it's so essential to think about is that when you are starting something new, you have to plan for the end. Yeah. Well, you it's, know, it's like when you're writing that contract, you're like, okay, you guys are starting this partnership. When it, What happens when the partnership dissolves? What are the guidelines for that? But we're both putting it together. Yeah, but you have to know what's going to happen. That's right. You have to put it together for ending it. Another terrific book, it's, it's Traction. And, and uh, Gino Wickman, and, and he talks about there's typically two types of people that, that start companies. There's um, a visionary and then there's an integrator. And the visionary, that's the person that has all the good ideas and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they may just spit out idea after idea. After. Then there has to be an integrator. The integrator is the person that gets that stuff done. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the integrator's job is to, to try to make sure, okay, here's why we can't do those 75 things that you just spit off, but those last two – Oh boy, we're doing that. Sure. And that's going to be, so, but you have to have two, and then you can't have necessarily two visionaries. You might get away with two integrators, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can have two visionaries trying to run a company because all you're going to have is all these great ideas that are shooting off the top sure. and nobody getting anything done, right? You could have all the great recipes for sausage, but if nobody's out there grinding up the pork, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Sure. Right. Right. So, we're going to switch subjects a smidge because we've talked a lot about law and small business. Um, but you also have taken on a very interesting new role with the chamber. Um, and I'd like you to tell everybody about that role and about how it came about. Sure. I guess, uh, I guess it probably started uh, June, I guess, officially that we launched. Launched in June, but I think we talked about it for almost a year ahead of time. Yeah, that's right. we certainly talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Tom was still like chairman, maybe. <laughs> you know, who knows? Well, no, I'm yeah, just kidding. Well, yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess uh, as an attorney, um, part of my practice is uh, is healthcare. A lot of healthcare providers and typically smaller providers. Um, and... The thought was that uh, within the chamber, there were businesses that were related to health and wellness. And the thought was, all right, why don't we have like a special forum or way to help everybody learn about each other's businesses, get comfortable with the businesses and get really to deepen the relationships uh, among those members. So yeah, we we talked about it uh, a while ago and um, decided to uh, to launch, and uh, it's it's been great. And we hit, we're in the initial phase. We're going to go to uh, to uh, the next next phase soon. But it's really been to um, again promote each other's businesses, be aware of what everybody does, because it's hard. Again, and the chamber events are great, um, but we wanted to kind of take it like to the next step for like-minded um, individuals. And to have that forum, and I guess at the uh, the last breakfast, I mentioned that if anybody else wants to put together a similar type group, happy to share. And it's it's pretty simple. Yeah, you you've, you've been the guru in this. I mean, seriously, John said to me, I'll never forget. He comes up to me at breakfast. I have an idea. He tells me the idea. Goes, great idea. Go for it. Because I have a the chamber's big, and we can only get bigger and better with everybody's hands in the pot. As far as it sounds like hands in the money pot. No. <laughs> Many hands make light work. 
Is that what I'm thinking? I think, I think what Jennifer's trying to say is that she can't do everything. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that, right. that's true. But um, and I love the ideas. So it's not, you know, I'm not the only idea person. I'm not the only doer person. And we need more ideas and doers. And you had this idea and became the doer. And the timing worked out right, because interestingly enough, through COVID, we had quite a few new members join us and they happen to be in the health and wellness field. Um, we had Soul Focus join us. We had um, actually right before the pandemic, we had the Aikido of Red Bank join us. Um, we had, uh, let's see, Just Breathe Health and Wellness was a brand new company that started and joined the chamber. Um, we had Dr. Kevin Vizier. Can, is that, is that? I just know him as we Dr. Call Kevin. We Dr. Kevin. He's a yeah. chiropractor. He's got a really interesting oh, business. business. Interesting business. Um, and Brookdale launched their <laughs> health um, career segment. I think you probably explain that a little bit more. Um, and so we had, and then we have the standard who we've had here on our podcast before is Brian Harrison, Richard Stryker from Middletown and Bayshore Family Pharmacies. Um, you know, so there was a interesting need that came up right away. And we kind of said, John, now's the time because you've got all these people. And so tell us a little bit how you've because they have not been able to attend much for the chamber because we weren't really open when sure. you kind of started this. Yeah, it was interesting because <clears throat> the initial thought um, in in starting this committee, again, you know, to promote everybody, uh, their business, um, educate each other about uh, the various businesses, because I believe that there was going to be a lot of overlap between, you know, patients, clients, um, and to be in a better position in any one of these businesses, say, oh, well, we don't do that, but we know someone who does. And again, getting back to what we were talking about before, is knowing, having that comfort level, mm -hmm. having having the awareness, because you might not be aware of someone who does like the uh, the wellness coaching. Oh, well, there's someone who does this. You know, talk to uh, talk to her and see you know if that's a good fit. Um, do you know of a um, you know a good chiropractor, Doctor Kev? You know. Uh, uh, from what I hear, absolutely fantastic dealing with him. I'm, I'm very, very impressed. He's got a fantastic business model. Um, you know, sole focus, uh, definitely, uh, you know, a leader in the services that they provide. Um, and then you have like Aikido of Red Bank. It's a, a martial art, but it's a very holistic uh, martial art. And it's not about fighting, but it's more about uh, personal development, uh, you know, through, uh, you know, uh, exercise strenuous uh, exercise as well as uh, a mental uh, focus and uh, you know we uh, Brookdale with their uh, with their wellness program so it just seemed like to be a great thing to be able to get together uh, almost like a breakout session but on a different day and the original thought was we we're gonna once a month we'll we'll meet at a different location see the location um, find out what uh, the business does and hey how can we support each other so with of course COVID hits and uh, we set it up as zoom sessions with it which have been successful and we have uh, one of the, the one rule is 30 minutes that's it so uh, we'll start at 9 30 and 10 o'clock you know it's like the minute or two towards the end so, all right we're getting ready to wrap up and 10 10 o'clock that's it because you know the uh, the zoom sessions can go on forever <laughs> and everybody's busy um, but we've been uh, taking uh, each month and uh, uh, highlighting a different member's uh, business. And then the, um, what we did uh, after the last meeting is I encouraged everybody to contact at least one other member, set up time to, again, to more to deepen the connection um, and find out more about how they can either, you know, promote each other, if they can understand each other's business. And I told us that this is not about referrals. I, I always, and God bless the different groups that are out there that do it, but I just don't like that sense of expectation. Oh, I'm in a group, so I have to refer to someone because I'm supposed to get referrals. It, kind of what Tom was saying before, you know, I'm going to refer someone. It's going to be people that I know are good and are good for that type of issue, not right. just because, oh, I got to refer. If, if it's not somebody I'm going to have to my house for dinner, yeah. I, I'm not going to refer somebody. Right. It, you're, you're, it, it's, that's how important it is, yeah. that, that relationship. So really, and that's that's an emphasis here. It's not about saying, oh, you better be referring back and forth to each other, but no, to learn about each other. And I think um, that by learning about each other's uh, businesses, that that will just naturally happen. Um, and again, an awareness. Uh, you know, Aikido Red Bank, uh, I'm, I'm a member and I just, I can't 
say enough good things about it. It's uh, it's really affected my law practice. It you know it's uh, it's affected my life in such positive ways. But there was no real awareness out there, so it's a way to promote that um, with uh, Brookdale Community College with their program. I wasn't really aware of what they were doing, and um, so it's absolutely fantastic that they're aware. And there may be some synergies where, you know, perhaps some of the other businesses can be involved in certain ways, um, whether maybe to come in and talk about what they do, um, to be involved in their center. So again, all those things are being explored, but it was a, it was something we needed more time. Um, and more, again, kind of like a breakout session with these like-minded uh, individuals to further explore what they do and to get to know each other uh, better. So it's I think it's absolutely fantastic. So what are your next steps? Yeah, it's interesting because so we've been working on um, each month, uh, starting with in June, is having a, a session talking about uh, each, you know, um, a highlighted, uh, you know, uh, business. What we're looking at now is trying to develop some uh, programs that we can offer to all members of the chamber, and one of them might be uh, maybe like uh, during a lunch lunch hour, uh, it wouldn't necessarily be a whole hour, but maybe a meditation session. So given by one of the members, uh, and I'm not going to say too much because it's still being developed, but one of the members said, hey, we can do this in maybe 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is, and maybe we could do it for the entire chamber. Anybody wants to say, their employees, if you like a meditation session, you know, we'll, we'll set it up in the conference room or if you want to log in on your own. Again, no cost to anybody, but it's something to offer, make the chamber aware, uh, the members aware of this business, but to offer something uh, to everybody. Um, and um, so that's that's a uh, big part of it. We want to start also bringing some education to the members of the section. So at the uh, last breakfast meeting, I'd mentioned that um, if you provide services, to these types of businesses. Think about if you want to um, be on one of these uh, Zoom uh, meetings and talk about something, and not, not to sell anything that you have, but to educate the members. So for example, um, someone who um, you know uh, is in insurance may come on and say, hey, as members of the Health and Wellness Committee, these are fundamental concepts about insurance that maybe you, it's not so easy to find. You can search on YouTube, you can search on uh, the internet, but you have to kind of like um, call through all that information. This is a way is, hey, you should have premises liability. This is why. Uh, if you have employees, you need workers comp. This is why. And maybe to provide an overview, something that maybe some of these small businesses might not have, nobody may present specifically to them. So that's what I'm asking the members to, uh, to think about. So it's a benefit to the members the, of the Health and Wellness Committee, but also an opportunity for other members to spotlight what they do. And again, it's about deepening those connections. And really the big thing is for everybody to be able to kind of grow because of their uh, involvement. Well, one of the things that's interesting about the timing of this as well is that the longer we stay in this phase, phased opening um, and we're still fighting a virus that is still not fully understood, that we don't have a vaccine, we don't have a, a cure. Um, you know, so so as we're doing this and more and more people are out of work, they're staying out of work longer. They're having to leave their jobs because they're home educating their children. You know, the health and wellness issue of our the people in our world, in our earth um, and in our country is going to become more and more challenged and taking care of that is going to become more and more important. Sure. So your timing and the um, introduction of these new members into the chamber and into our community is going to help our community overall, as well as the business community. Um, an advantage to them, like you started to say, is the depth and breadth of the amounts of, and types of members that we have in our chamber, allowing them to have all that information on running businesses on top and then our health and wellness people say okay well while you run your business are you taking care of yourself it's there's it's all encompassing and it's such a good way to work together i'm really looking forward to bringing more of that health and wellness into more of our activities um and and you know I don't know a lot of these members because, again, we haven't had the in-person things and your meeting is at the same time one of our other committee meetings is that I have to sit on. So um, I'm looking forward to getting to know more of them. Um, and I'm really excited about the project that you're working on. So yeah, I, th I think it I think it brings a, a, um, a dimension that often is not addressed. 
Mm-hmm. Right, because who's asking people? Because my mind goes to you know financial stress. We were talking, you were talking about anti fragile, and so you know coming out of this, so many people had grand plans, and those mm-hmm. plans have now changed. Okay, well coming out of this, how do we prepare ourselves for? <laughs> God forbid this happens again, mm-hmm. right? So what are the steps, and what are the things that we need to do? What are the the puzzle pieces that we need to con- consider for protecting ourselves in case this happens again. I know certainly we, we have a huge hill to climb to get back to where we were, but do we think about, okay, what are, what are the things that we have to prepare for from a business standpoint, from a personal finance standpoint? There's there's a lot, there's a lot there that needs to be addressed. And and I, with, with the quote unquote small businesses, there's nobody that's addressing that with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. There's just, you know, there just isn't. So, and that's, you know, why we love having you come on here and tell us stories about what you're hearing out in a bunch of small businesses um, to let the people know who are listening, they're, they're not alone. Um, and the nice thing I love about what you said in the beginning, too, is some people are doing really well. We have, you know, um, for example, Joe Vecchio, who's speaking at our breakfast next week, was on our breakfast committee. And I go, oh, Joe, what happened to you? He said, my business took off like crazy and I don't have time right now to be on the committee. Um, you know, because people realized, oh my goodness, you know, I need to plan. Um, you know, I know IT companies have been extremely successful. Um, software companies, there's constant new stuff that needs to be developed now to deal with all of this. Um, you know, it's now a badge of honor to not be qualified for the, uh, the, the, the assistance that came out on Monday. That's right. If you don't qualify, that's a badge of honor, right? Right. It really, I I mean, I don't qualify. That's awesome. Awesome. So, you know, we, it is true that there is, um, there's so much to be, it's, there's so much to be learned. And the more people and the more industries that you're exposed to, the more you can learn because you can learn from people in your own industry about industry specific, but you can learn from everyone else's experience in other things. Um, you know, it's, and there's never a time to stop growing. I don't personally think like, you know, the day I know it all, you better put me down because <laughs> nobody's going to be able to live with me if I know it all. That's true. <laughs> you know, I'd like to go back because Tom brought up something. Uh, everything you bring up is uh, is important, but that very, very important about what may happen next. And again, not my idea, but uh, Nicholas uh, Taleb talks about uh, only f- predicting the future. And I'm saying that, that you said this, but you like, you know, we got to be prepared for whatever may come next. But only fools rely on predictions. So instead of, and again, something I share with uh, with my clients, instead of trying to think about what might come next, is trying to prepare ourselves no matter what it is, you'll Correct. be mm-hmm. in good shape because mm-hmm. who would have predicted um, the pandemic? I mean, and, and what unfolded? I didn't see that coming. Um, but we can be reasonably confident that there's going to be more difficulties, more challenges. We don't know what they're going to be. Similar or different. That's right. certainly going to be something. Could be Godzilla. Who knows? You know? <laughs> Ming just got really excited. Godzilla's coming back. What? <laughs> That's it. Um, but to, to, so from my perspective and with businesses, you go back to what we were talking about before is putting yourself in a good position, not taking unreasonable risks, talking to someone like Tom about, all right, um, where are you financially? Uh, what type of decisions are you making? Are you overexposing yourself? Are you doing anything that's going to foster making bad decisions down the road? Um, and I think that's a good place to start without you know trying to figure out what what it may be because good chance we'll never we'll never see coming again. You know mentioned uh, before Black Swan. Mm-hmm. You know uh, Taleb's that uh, explanation is I'm sure I'm butchering it is. Uh, Black Swan is so unique, um, and uh, you don't see them coming. Right. Um, right. So we can't necessarily predict, but how to make ourselves and our businesses uh, ready to endure whatever may come. Agreed. Great. So, John, this was a kickoff for the next grouping of guests we have. So we, our next grouping of, we just finished um, having many of our um, nonprofits over time, um, some of our smaller businesses, and we are launching now, getting to meet all of these wonderful people on your committee, the health and wellness businesses. So next week we have Camille Sinkhorn from Soul Focus, Um, not next week, on November 6th. Um, And then on November 20th, we have Arena Papa from Good Vibe Nutrition, which is a brand new retail um, health and nutrition 
Shake T's amazing stuff that opened in downtown Red Bank. Mm-hmm. So, you know, opening a retail space in downtown Red Bank um, and they're busy, which is awesome. Yeah, so, you know, it, it can spot. be done. They're in a great spot. Um, and, you know, it's good for the downtown Red Bank, too, because you got to pay to park to go there. So, you know, you, Red Bank's making money. Arena's making money. And, uh, you know, and Camille, I remember the first time we did meet her was on one of our big EMAC things. And she had, I think like started on Monday and that was on Wednesday, her new job. So, you know, and that was the pandemic. So she, you know, this has been a whole new thing for her to do and talk about starting a new job is stressful enough, but starting a new job in something where nobody knows what needs to be done, you know, or or how to do it or how to do it. Yes. If it can be done. That's it. Right. And so, you know, we're looking forward to meeting all of these awesome health and wellness individuals that you are bringing together. I'll tell you, Camille uh, presented at one of our earlier meetings about a month or so ago, and great speaker, great information, and, um, you know, it'll be definitely beneficial to anybody who uh, who tunes into that. Great, great. Well, thank you guys very much. Um, If you want to join us on the... To, on Tuesday night at Red Rock, please reach out to us, emac.org, Tom's buying, <laughs> and uh, our breakfast um, on the 11th of November. So Fantastic. thank you, John. Oh, thank thanks, you so John. much for thank having you. me. Thanks, Tom. You're welcome. Anytime. And thanks, Ming. Thanks, Ming. Have a great weekend, everybody.